The topic of today is relationship building, communicating trust. What are the obstacles and what are the solutions? You're listening to Empowering the Communicator, where solutions to unique communication challenges are discovered, connecting you to your audience with influence and impact. With your host, Anthony Vincent Bova, leading communication pain point and solution specialist. Relationship building. What gets in the way of relationship building? What is, when you're not building a relationship, yeah, sometimes it could be cultural, you're not you know, familiar with someone, they they're they're different in many ways and yeah but more times than not what i want to focus on today it's about trust now in the past i've had clients come to me saying my audience my prospects would have you they don't trust me and i want to communicate my trust to them how can they perceive me as trustworthy and i've gotten that quite a bit and <laughs> it's not fun because the first thing i say is well are you trustworthy if you're not trustworthy, I'm not going to teach you tricks so you could continue to not be trustworthy, right? So this is not that. There are many brilliant professionals out there that are ethical, trustworthy, but they're not communicating that to their audience. It's a shame because they have everything they need, but there's a in that little spot right there, if your audience is not trusting you when there's nothing not to trust, well, triple negatives in that sentence, so excuse it, but right? If they could trust you, then you could actually be more successful in your communication encounter. So today I want to just talk about a few problems there, a few challenges, and a solution. And this solution really, I worked on this past week with my group class and was very successful. In my group class, uh, this particular group, beautiful group of people, just they're very talented, honorable, selfless, incredible boyfriends, girlfriends, lovers, husbands, wives, children. They're just a real good group of people and experts in their fields. And I asked them a question. I said, what's special about someone that you love? And it was whoever that was. Oh, they're so sweet and they're giving. And they went on about what was so special about them. That was the question. And they stayed on it for, it was so easy. It rolled off their tongue. What's so special about your children? Oh my God, what's so special? What's not special about them, right? And it was nice. We went around and went around quick. Then I said to them, I said, all right, you ready? These are the ground rules to the next question. You have to be still frontal. In other words, your body language can't tilt off. You got to stay forward. And this is all virtual. So stay forward into the camera simple be economic with words don't carry on and on and on and on because when you start using a lot of words it diffuses your point most of the time it takes away and so let's not do a lot of fillers but answer this question why are you so special well needless to say it bothered people it bothered people it made them uncomfortable well, I'm, oh, there were other ground rules. You're not allowed to, what I call passing the buck. You're not allowed to say, well, I'm special because uh, my parents are special and they taught me well. Well, that's passing the buck. I'm special because you, you cannot pass the buck. And if you go into the spiritual realm, that's fine. That's cool. I'm totally okay with it. But you have to 
connect it in a very intimate way. You can't just say, well, I believe in God. You got to make that connection of that. If you decide to go there, some people do, some people don't know. It doesn't matter to me. It just matters to me that you get real open, intimate, clear, simple about why you're special. Well, the, the session went on and I could see people were feeling extremely awkward. They were feeling awkward because they were really put on the spot. It was so easy for them to talk about everyone else. Anthony, you're really, you know, Anthony, you are special. Thank, thank you that you're saying I'm special. Why are you special? Why are you special? And I say that in an intimate way. Why are you special? When I mean intimate, in a place that I'm going into your quiet space, you know? And as uncomfortable as that was for the group, they started to talk about why they were special. I'm special because I know how to love. I'm special because I am the consummate optimist regardless of what's going on. I do believe in there's something better. I'm special because I refuse to be in relationships that are toxic. I'm special for that. See, it goes like that. And that's what I was hearing. I was hearing a lot of different things like that. And it went on and on. And then some people kind of got quite vulnerable. And then at the end, at the end of this whole exercise, there was a palpable difference in the session. Number one, everyone was much more present. And I got to say, getting, you know, when you say, all right, everyone, focus in. Let's get, you know, let's get your attention here. You know that feeling of when you're trying to facilitate, especially virtually, and it's like you're really, and then people, you can tell people are texting and while their phone is not in view, but you could see their arm moving in a text motion. And you're like, oh, I wish they'd stop texting. Um, and they would be, they'd be with me, right? You know all of that that goes on virtually? None, nothing, nothing, nada. Nothing at all was going on in that way. There was nothing going on at all in terms of people doing things. Then I started to go around one by one. How are you feeling now, right now in this moment? I feel raw, I feel open, I feel exposed. Let me clarify exposed, not in an exploitive way of being exposed, but in a way of being seen. And we kept going around, how are you feeling now? And they were saying, I'm feeling incredibly present. I could hear everything. My active listening is much higher. I could take in everything that is going on around me. So this is what I call a state of being. Being is with a capital B versus doing. When you're being, you're open, you're present, and you're to the stimuli that is going on in that moment. You are experiencing the impulses that you feel moment by moment and you're taking in the stimuli around you. This is a state of being and you're expressing nothing more or less than what that is. Most of the times we're not being, we're doing, which is, oh no, I don't like this impulse. I don't like that impulse. This is wrong, bad. I'm going to cover it up with a smile. I don't like this consciously or not. So I'm going to, you know, comb my hair or something. There's a redirectional behaviors that come in and all of this stuff stops you from being, stops you from showing your audience who and what you are, the beautiful colors of you. That stops the connection. That stops people from trusting you. 
So what do you do? You overcompensate. You do a real good job on a report or something, and that will get you a good distance. You want to do a good job, and sometimes the portfolio alone, the resume alone, will get you over a hill. But in the big picture, if you're not trusted, you're not trusted. If people don't respect that, uh, not I'm going to say respect you, they might respect you, but if they don't believe that they could rely on you in that way, your resume is only going to get you a certain distance. You know what they say, it's the hard skills that get you hired and the soft skills that get you fired, right? And if, you, if this gap in the soft skills will not, if you can't close it, you're limited on how far you're going to go with your audience. So I want to challenge you on something. Here's the challenge of the day. Now, I'm sorry, before I go into the challenge of the day, let me clarify another point. A lot of my clients, they want to know what to do. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Well, it's not about doing a bunch of tricks once you're in front of an audience. It's how do you prepare before you get to your audience? So really, it's a state of being. It's a state of life. What do you need to do in your life to even when you get to work? Because sometimes it's, you know, more times than not with my clients, it's not one presentation. It's about 15,000 meetings doing throughout the week. And I say 15,000. It's one after another. The phone rings, uh, you know, and then you have all of a sudden there's five people in your office and then they leave. You know, it goes on and on and on, right? So in order to build trust, tactically, there are several things you could put in place. You can say, all right, at this meeting, if you could plant it, I'm going to not jump to conclusions because they're feeling like I have to, like uh, they're not trusting me because I'm always coming to a conclusion. Yes, that's tactically, but where's your humanity in all that? If you just choreograph that, that's not going to fly. They're going to smell that. And if it does get you a distance, it's a short distance. That's a sprint. That's not a marathon. You want to be able to have a different way in spirit of connecting so you are trusted. Now, Here's the thing. If you're protecting yourself at a high level, how do you expect people then to then trust you? You see, if you're protecting themselves, by default, they're going to protect themselves. There's going to be that distance. Now, if you open yourself up, and I don't mean that in a vulnerable way that is that it could be weaponized. But if you can work on letting them see more of your humanity, they're more likely to connect with you. By the way, there's a zillion different ways. It goes on and on and on and on. There's so no, there's not one way of sharing your humanity with people, with your audience. But I want to talk about opening yourself up and having a higher level of vulnerability. In business, vulnerability has a strong negative connotation to it, a strong negative meaning to it. If we're vulnerable, we're susceptible for chapter 11. Our competition could jump into place and take our place in the market. We compromise our position. I'm not talking about that in vulnerability in my work. When I talk about vulnerability related to my work, it is about having a higher level of effectability. Again, vulnerability is about having a higher level of effectability. Are you being affected on a higher level or are you a walking head? Are you spitting out data? Are you keeping it at a distance? If you're going to keep it at a distance, don't expect to bridge trust in your relationships. It's a perpetual circle, but if you're able to have the courage. And this is, I go into, I always talk about warrior work. This goes into the warrior area. Are you able to 
Share some of your humanity. And I challenge you on different ways you can do that. One exercise is that I ask you this, and not in front of your audience. This is in preparation. And I say this as something daily that you may want to do in the morning or at lunch or several times throughout the day. I asked you, why are you special? And I say that with intimacy. What, what is it about you that is special? What makes you special? And you've got to answer the question. You can't say, well, I'm not. You are special. You're here. Why are you special? Notice how you feel when you say why you're special. And by the way, another ground rule is that you're not allowed to do this. Well, I'm special because I really love my kids and I'm really special because I'm really... No, 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 no. You've got to say the answer of why you're special. Allow that to affect you in your stillness. Then you say the question again and you allow the answer to impact you in your stillness. You don't want to do this like you're doing data entry. You're not filling out a form. You're doing this to actually have a relationship to yourself. Why are you special? I know this feels redundant and like, Anthony, get off the topic, move to something else. No. Why? Because this one exercise, when you commit to it, can have a profound impact. And I challenge you to stay still with that. Once you've done that, I challenge you to create. And when I say challenge you, I, I challenge means I want you to get creative. How else can you open yourself up? So when you walk into a room, by default, they see more of your humanity. What could you do? I want to go off on something else for a moment. You know what I find really fascinating and interesting? Political concession speeches. I'm always fascinated by political concession speeches. Why? Is that during the uh, campaign, you watch that politician, him or her, you know, they're trying to please everyone. Uh, they're trying to represent their, their shareholders, you know, the people who have donated all this money to them and who's going to vote for them and how to rally. And you watch them and they're not being many times. They're really doing a lot of tricks to try to get you. And I watch them and it's, you know, it, it's a big reason why sometimes you feel like you don't trust them is because sometimes they're not communicating that they are trustworthy. They're not being. They're not being at all at many times. They're just trying, I could do this and I could do that. And this is what we'll do. And then this is what we'll do. And this is how we're going to be better, right? They're saying all of that in the hopes and prayers that you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to vote for this person. But many times and when that, and when that person loses, you hear in the concession speech, wow, I really left it all on the table. And you start to look at something and you go, wow, why didn't he or she talk like this during the campaign. I would have connected with this person. I might have voted for this person, you see? And you and so the concession speeches to me say a lot more about the person than most of what they say during the campaign, believe it or not. I'm not saying with that they're lying. They might not be lying at all during they might be really um lobbying what their values are and all of that sort of thing. But there's such a need to please so many people that it covers up the ability simply to be many times. And, I, you know, that might be a little experiment to look at as you watch concession speeches. See if you if you if we share that interest, we might, we might not. But I, it's it's fascinating to me. 
So all of these things that we try to do is in the hopes and prayers that you'll approve of it, you'll like it, and then you'll trust me. I'm asking you, what can you do to be? So when you say these things, it comes from an open heart and more a more open heart. It comes from a place of sharing your humanity, not just trying to be perfect. So as we end today, relationship building, communicating trust. It's communicating your humanity, letting them see you. I hope this was helpful. Until next time, this is Anthony Vincent Bova. Have a great day. You've just listened to Empowering the Communicator, hosted by Anthony Vincent Bova. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please like and subscribe to this channel on your preferred podcast platform. And to know more about Anthony and his coaching, please visit edgeworksoftskills.com.